You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Nasty. Moldy and nasty. God says that he wants us as a whole person to be preserved. That means that there's not going to be that contamination. There's not going to be that that component that is going to render useless. When you can something and there's a bunch of mold and stuff all over it, you didn't just take a spoon and scoop that part off and keep eating. No, everything. If any of it was bad, it had, it had affected everything. Now, God wants us to be preserved. Body, soul, and spirit. You know, there is a battle for our soul. There's a battle. I've taught you this before, but you know this. We're made in the image of God. God is a triune God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He has made us in His image, and so we, as the image of God, are in three parts as well, body, soul, and spirit. The body is the temple, that's that vessel that we see. The soul is the real you, that's your mind, your intellect, that is your personality. That's the real you, that's the part of you that communicates with man, uh, others. And then there's the spirit. That spirit is that part of us that communicates with God. And God says, I want you to be uh, whole, I want you to be preserved whole, uh, blameless in your whole body, soul, and spirit. And this morning, I want to look at this area of our soul. The word soul there is the word psyche. It is used 45 times in the New Testament. And the definition of the soul is the immaterial part of a person, which is the actuating cause for an individual life. The sight of all physiological faculties, such as heart, mind, and conscience. It is the inner man. It is the hidden person. It is the essence of self. And God says, I want you to be preserved as you, your body, your soul, your spirit. So here as he's talking about this, and we're going to look at the soul this morning. We're talking about that inner part of you. Last couple of weeks, we've asked the question, how are you doing? And the reality is we're not all doing well. The reality is none of us are doing well all the time. We might have our ins and outs and our ups and downs. But here as we look at this area of the soul, uh, I want to just help us today uh, because the Christian life is not just about eternity. God's given us a life to live right here. And he doesn't want us to flounder. You know, he is a wonderful heavenly father. Parents, when 
Our kids are, maybe they're going through some struggles and, and hard times. We don't glory in them and their struggle. That doesn't bring pleasure. It doesn't bring joy. Them, I remember, I remember years ago, you'd hear people say uh, to their kids, especially teenagers, man, I can't wait till you have kids. But if you stop and think about what they were really saying was, I want you to experience the pain that you are causing me. But we're talking about their grandkids. Do we really want our grandkids to face those kind of struggles? Well, absolutely not. But we can, we can understand. God, though, is a good heavenly father. He loves us. He cares about us. He doesn't want us to flounder. He doesn't want us just to survive in this life. You know, there's joy in life. You know, the Christian, you and I ought to have joy. I'm not saying we don't have heartaches, Miss Tina. I'm not saying that there are not burdens. I'm not saying that we are not facing uh, burdens and pressures in life. We do, and they are very real. Uh, but the reality is there ought to be satisfaction and joy in the life that God has given to us. He wants us to enjoy the journey. He doesn't want us just to, just to survive and get through. One day we're going to get to heaven. And there will not be any more sorrow, no more tears, no more sadness. What a blessing. That's going to be wonderful. But I still have right now to live. And how can I live in this day according to the Lord's plan? You see, the Christian life is not just about eternity. It's also about living your life successfully on this side of eternity. We are now within the recesses of time, uh, but the day is coming when we will be outside of the confines of time. Uh, the finite uh, uh, now is where we are at, but we will be uh, in the time of infinite eternity, eternal forever and ever. But how do we deal with the issues that we carry today, the pressures, the problems, the unknowns, the weights and worries, the what-ifs, the tomorrows? And we live in a world that's ever-changing. The circumstances keep changing. The situations keep changing. The rules of the game keep changing. And with that, it creates all kinds of extra pressures. So how do we deal with that? As we look at this this morning, I want to look at several aspects of our soul. Now, sometimes in the scripture, the term soul is dealing with just the uh, the person, the, uh, the inner man, sometimes the word will also be referring to the spirit, uh, talking about the, uh, the, the spirit, the part of us that communicates with God. And so uh, context-wise, uh, it it's, it's uh, uh, interchangeable. Sometimes soul and spirit are used interchangeably, and we will address a little bit of that this morning. But I want to speak to you on the subject today. It's for your soul. 
It's for your soul. And let's pray together. Father, I pray that you would just help us this morning. Uh, Lord, you know the needs. And Lord, I can't meet them, but you can. And I pray that as we just look into your word, that we would find some direction and guidance. I pray that we would find comfort. And Lord, I pray that we would find hope and just that confidence that we need in you. And so help us this morning, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. It's, it's for your soul. Right now, there is a battle for your soul. And with that term, I am going to start with the most important part of the real you is making sure that the relationship that you have down here uh, is, is predicated with the relationship that goes uh, vertically, the relationship uh, with the Lord. I want you to see, first of all, uh, a lost soul, a lost soul. Luke chapter number 16, Luke chapter 16, a lost soul. There are people that are lost. Their soul is lost. They have no relationship with God. They do not have that confidence. They do not have that assurance. They do not have that knowledge uh, of where they're going to spend eternity. And, and, and for them, life is, is caught up in what is going on right down here. I'm sorry, Luke chapter 12. Verse number 16, I think I told you Luke 16, Luke 12, 16. And the Bible says in verse 16, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, I, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much good goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night shall thy soul be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Uh, let me ask you a, a question this morning. Uh, is your soul lost? A lost soul. A soul that does not know the Lord as his Savior. You know, uh, that is a, that's a place, uh, and I'm glad that I recognized that at one point in my life, that I was lost and on my way to hell. Uh, we were out yesterday, and I got to share uh, with somebody uh, that, uh, man, when I, uh, when I uh, was a teenager, and somebody asked me if I knew for sure I was going to heaven, I knew I wasn't going to heaven. It wasn't that I said, uh, they asked me, do you know for sure? Well, you know, I'm just not really sure. Uh, that wasn't the response that I had. Uh, do you know for sure if you died, you go to heaven? No, I know I'm not going. I mean, I knew that uh, that wasn't the direction that I was going. Uh, and, you know, uh, with that, though, it's a good place when you recognize that you're in need of a Savior. Because you, there's no reason to call out for help if you don't think you need help. You know, until you understand you need a Savior, you will, not, you will not accept the Savior. 
Until someone realizes they're lost, there's no need for them to be saved. I've been out in the woods many times. I remember uh, as a child uh, going out, and my brother and I were uh, riding bikes, and uh, we were in this irrigation area, and it was uh, between uh, uh, Park Avenue and Pacific Avenue, and, and we were riding uh, our bikes, and uh, my brother, had, his legs were bigger than my legs, so he went faster. And so... Uh, uh, we, I got up to this T in the, or a, a Y, and he was gone. I had no idea which way he went. And so uh, I'm not a liberal, so I didn't go left. I went right. Uh, and so uh, I always go right. I, if I come to a spot and I'm not quite sure, I'm going right. I just, in every area of my life. Uh, and so, especially politics. Amen. Uh, but uh, anyway, so I take off to the right. And when I get to the end, I end up in the back of some apartments. And I was, uh, I was lost. I was about five years old. Uh, maybe six, and so uh, there was, I'm there, and I'm looking around, nothing looks familiar, I start crying, and so some teenagers came over, and they start talking as though I wasn't even there. They're like, hey, maybe if we help him find his uh, way home or call his mom, we'll get a reward. Uh, it, was just, it was just so funny. I remember this whole, whole conflict or conversation. Uh, but anyway, so they uh, get a phone, and I get to uh, call mom. She was at work. She had to leave work, come get me. Uh, but uh, I was lost. And, you know, when I, when I knew I was lost, I knew I needed somebody to help me. And, you know, if you're here this morning and you don't know where you're going to spend eternity, let me tell you something. You need to stop and think about it. The Bible says that uh, it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. Uh, we, are, we are one day going to stand before God and he will either be your heavenly father who is waiting uh, to, to welcome you into his heaven or he will be your judge and send you to a godless hell. A lost soul. A lost soul. You know, every one of us are born into this world condemned. It's not like we have to purposefully choose to do something wrong. Though we do, don't we? How often do we make decisions knowing that that is not a good decision? How many times have we failed over and over and over again? But we see, first of all, we see a lost soul. This individual was not lost because he was wealthy. He was lost uh, because he did not have a relationship with God. Uh, there are so many blessings in this life, and God is good to everyone. If you're here this morning and you're without Christ, God's still good. He's good to you. Uh, he is good to all of us. Matthew 5, 45, it says that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. God is good all the time. He's good to everybody. Uh, and if you're here this morning uh, and you are without Christ as your personal Savior, uh, you, are, you are not uh, someone that is, uh, is, is there all by your yourself because every one of us at some point oh, were in that place. But if you're here there in that spot today, now is the accepted time, the Bible says. Behold, today is the day of salvation. And so for a, for a person, for their soul uh, uh, to, to, be, uh, to be whole, first of all, 
There has to be a relationship with Christ. We see, first of all, a lost soul. Secondly, we see a fearful soul. A fearful soul. All of us at some point come to this place. So, Pastor, I'm, I'm not worried about anything today. We are one phone call away. We are one news broadcast away. We are one pink slip away. We, we, have, we are not near as in control of our life as though we would like to think. A fearful soul. Psalm 118 and verse number 6. Psalm 118, 6, the Bible says, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do unto me? And you know, the reality is we know that that is the case, but it doesn't mean that we always avail ourselves of that strength. We don't always avail ourselves of that. You see, in life there are injustices. In life, there are injuries. In life, there are persecutions and pressures and problems. There are abuses of powers. There are injuries uh, that, uh, uh, that this causes in our lives. And, and it can create a lot of fear, a lot of uh, uncertainty in our life. And uh, I was just sharing this with somebody uh, yesterday, but uh, thinking about just different people that have experienced some great injury in this world. And yet, Yet their faith was strong. I think about Joseph. You know, you think about Joseph, and here he was, a young man, and he was taken from his homeland by an invading country. Or no, I'm sorry, Joseph, uh, thinking of Daniel right there, but Joseph, he was taken and sold off by his, his brothers. Uh, his, he was so hated by his brothers that they threw him into a pit, we're going to kill him, and then later they sell him off as a slave. He's put on an auction block and purchased by Potiphar. He then is forced to labor and to work, and, and then he is totally maligned, lied about by Potiphar's wife. And he finds himself imprisoned. You know, Joseph, he had a lot of problems. They were real problems. But we find that Joseph was a man who kept his faith. He didn't allow all of the circumstances of what was going on in his life to change his focus. And that's so important for us to see. Uh, I got ahead of myself. I looked at Joseph, and I, I think about Daniel and the three Hebrew boys and all that had taken place in their life. They were captured uh, by Nebuchadnezzar's armies, and they were taken away to Babylon. They were made eunuchs. They were physically altered. Their bodies were physically altered. Uh, their, the, the abuse that came their direction, uh, they had a, a country. Uh, they were given a new country 
history. They were given new names, new identities, uh, new languages. Uh, but when we look at Daniel, in Daniel chapter 5 and verse 12, it says, For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation. What do we find? We find that Daniel, in all of that, he still had an excellent spirit. He wasn't driven by the unknowns, the fear. Daniel chapter 4, verse 17 this matter is by decree of the watchers and the demand of the word of the Holy One to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdoms of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basis of men. Uh, what do we find here? We find that God's in control even when the world is out of control. There should have been a bigger amen right there. God is in control even when the world is out of control. And you and I, if we're not careful, we'll start looking at what is going on here and we'll lose our focus there and we will allow ourselves to start being driven and controlled by the fears of this life. Our sovereign God knows our predicament. Amen. Uh, he is sovereign. He knows exactly what's taking place uh, in 2021. Our uncertainties, our fears, and though they are real, and I'm not minimizing them at all, but all I am saying is we have to keep our focus on the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter number uh, 1, verse 5 through 7. The Bible says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And here uh, Paul was looking at young Timothy, this young preacher, and he he was encouraging him. He was looking back and he said, listen, uh, you have been given the foundation with a godly grandma and a godly mama and they've invested in you and you have known the Holy Scriptures and you have received all of these truths to set that foundation solid. Don't undo in that fear, that doubt, the foundation that has been set before you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. You know what? You and I, we just have to remember God's in control. Amen. The Lord's in control. He knows what's going on. 1 John chapter 4, verse 15 to 19. Whosoever can, shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he had dwelt in love. Uh, he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as 
he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And the love that we have can be torn apart. It can be stripped away because of fear. It will remove us from a place where we sense the love of God in our life. Fear is destructive. So we see here, as the battle is for our soul, we see a lost soul, we see a fearful soul. Thirdly, I want you to see a prosperous soul. A prosperous soul. You and I don't have to just survive, we can thrive. A prosperous soul. Third John, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Even as thy soul prospereth. Your mind, your heart, it can be on the winning side. It can be on the winning side. As thy soul prospereth. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 through 23, we read these verses. Go back to our text. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 23. In verse 16, we see that we are rejoicing. A soul that's prospering. What are we going to see about that soul that's prospering? Uh, it's, a, it's a soul that's going to be rejoicing. This is the soul that is whole. It's a rejoicing soul. Uh, verse 17, it is a praying soul. Verse 18, it is a thanking soul. Verse number 19, it is a spirit-led soul. Verse number uh, 20, it's a receptive soul, a receptive soul to God's word. Uh, verse 21, we see that it is a growing soul. Uh, verse uh, 22, it's an abstaining soul. This soul, uh, it is what God is saying when these things are the recipe. He said, this is the recipe. This is what a whole soul, a preserved soul looks like. You see, the result of the Spirit of God working in our life, he will mature us. Our soul will prosper. It'll prosper. Say, Pastor, I don't feel like my soul's prospering. How's, how's your rejoicing doing? I just don't have anything to rejoice about. No, 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 no. Remember the disciples came back to Jesus and they were so excited that the demons were subject unto them. The Lord had given them power to cast out demons and, and they came back and they were rejoicing uh, that the demons were subject unto them. And the Lord said, rejoice not that the demons or the devils are subject unto you, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Amen. Are you saved this morning? You have something to rejoice about. If you, come on now. You saved this morning? 
then you have something to rejoice about. You and I, it's a decision. We can allow the circumstances to bury us, or we can realize that there is a soul, and the Lord wants my soul to prosper. And my soul is, the Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. What is that? It is saying that what we are, our mind, our heart, our soul, what we're focusing on, he said we give life to everything from our heart, and that's why we've got to, we've got to keep it. We've got to guard it. We can, we can give life to the destruction of our life. It, it is in the power of our thoughts. We can make it good, and we can make it bad. How many of you have ever woke up just not feeling the best? You start thinking about it. Man, I don't feel so good. You think about it some more, and man, my stomach, I think, I think my stomach's starting to turn a little bit. And, and pretty soon you're so sick that you just can't even do anything. You got to call in, hey, I can't come to work, I can't do this, I'm I'm sick. And other days you wake up feeling the exact same way, but you got something you got to do. And you get up and you get going, and pretty soon you forget that you were feeling bad. What is it? It's a mind. Keep thy heart with all diligence. And so this rejoicing, how's our rejoicing doing? Well, uh, are, are, we, are we one that has something to rejoice about, or are all we doing talking about the negative? We're not going to have a soul that prospers. We're not going to have a whole soul. Uh, our soul, we are gonna, we're going to lose the battle here if we're not rejoicing. Uh, how's our prayer time? Praying, rejoicing, praying. Where are we going? Man, don't go to YouTube for your help. YouTube is not going to be your encourager. Don't go to Fox News either. Definitely don't go to CNN, the Communist News Network. And so, uh, but, you know, don't go to the news channels. That's not where we need to be going. We need to be going to God. Praying and then thanking. There's a lot of good going on. There's a lot of good that's going on. And in our life, I mean, you're, you're, you're here this morning in God's house. Some of you are sitting with family members, uh, sitting with friends. Uh, you've got uh, opportunities that are there. Uh, so many blessings in life, uh, rejoicing and praying and thanking and being spirit-led. Spirit-led. We don't always like to wait, do we? We just want to act. Sometimes we have to just wait on the Lord. Being spirit-led, that gives us and places us and keeps us on the right path. He said, despise not prophesying. The word prophesying there is a representative declaration of the mind, will, and knowledge of God. Just being receptive to what God's word says. 
We don't always like it. I don't always like it. You say, Pastor, you preach it. I know, I'm preaching to me first. And I don't always like it, and you don't always like it, but we've, we've got to have just a heart where we're allowing God to do something in our life. Submitting ourselves to His leading, His will. And His Word is what gives us uh, the manifestation. He's revealed Himself to us through that. Uh, Verse 21 was that growing. uh, And we need to be growing in our faith. Uh, This is all, these are all areas that that help us. The instruction and correction and direction and reproof and insight. Uh, What does it result in? It, It results in a soul that is going to prosper. You know, a soul that prospers, when you have someone that has a prospering soul, what we will find is they are somebody that is blessed. Everything doesn't have to go right in life for us to sense the blessings of God. Because when we are in a place where we are realizing that God's in control and we are submitting ourselves to Him and we are following His leading and guiding, there is a fulfillment that's there. The fulfillment doesn't have to be in the circumstances. You know, God wants us to have peace and joy in our soul. When our soul is a good, in a good place, our spirit can be in a good place. When our soul and a spirit are in a good place, you know what? It even affects our health, our body. The amount of problems that stress brings into our lives and physically impacts our health. I was just telling somebody this morning, and I gotta, I gotta get out and do some exercise. Someone else said, well, you're so busy, you're doing stuff all the time. I know I'm busy, but I gotta get some exercise. I gotta take care of this body a little bit more. The impact of just life, it, it, it affects our health. And vice versa. A prosperous soul. When our soul is in a good place, It helps all across the board. Verse 23 of of, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. You know what that that saying is when we have a soul that has been preserved, body, soul, spirit, there's that prospering of our soul. God has a plan for us, for our life, and he has called us to do something for him. And when we have been preserved, body, soul, and spirit, now we can accomplish his will for our life. It's not about what we can accomplish. It's about what he can accomplish through us. 
He's the one that's going to do it. But he'll use us to accomplish his will. How are you doing this morning? Do we have a lost soul here today? Unsure of your eternal destiny? Maybe we have a fearful soul today? We all need to be on a journey towards a prosperous soul. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for your word, the attentiveness of your people. And I pray the Spirit of God would just work in each and every one of our lives. Help us, uh, Lord, to be where you want us to be. And, and none of us have arrived. Lord, I, I look in my area of my life and I see uh, so many failures. And, and I just come before you and I know I need your help. And I pray that you would help me as I am trying to live for you and to have that prosperous soul. And may each one here today uh, may that be their prayer as well. And so help us to grow a little bit closer to you. For Christ's sake, we pray. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You're here this morning. Do you know Christ is your personal Savior? You say, Pastor, I know if I died right now, I'd go to heaven. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I can go back in my mind to a time, a place where I accepted Christ. And you say, Pastor, I'm saved this morning. I know that I'm saved. Nobody's looking around. Just slip your hand up as a testimony to the Lord. Pastor, I'm saved. I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Praise the Lord. You can put your hands down. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I don't have that assurance. I don't know if I died right now, I'd go to heaven. I'm concerned about it. I'd like to know. I don't want to be that lost soul. I want to know for sure that when I step into eternity that I'm going to go to heaven. Say, Pastor, pray for me. Nobody's looking around. I won't come back to you and embarrass you. Pastor, pray for me. I don't know that when I die, I'm going to heaven. Just slip your hand up. Let me pray for you right where you're at. I see your hand. You can put it down. Who else? Pastor, I'm not sure if I died right now, I'd go to heaven. Concerned about it. Just slip your hand up. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. How about it, child of God? You can put your hand down. We have a fearful soul. We have a prospering soul. Say, Pastor, the Lord spoke to my heart. He put his finger on some things in my life that I need to deal with this morning. Pastor, pray for me. Nobody's looking around. Just slip your hand up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, Father, you know the needs of each heart here this morning. You see the one that raised their hand for salvation, others that did not raise their hand but should have. And, and then, Lord, for those that uh, said you spoke to their heart, I pray that you'd give them grace and help and strength uh, to make decisions uh, in their life to draw closer to you. So work now in this invitation, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as the instruments continue to play. If the Lord spoke to your heart, you respond. You come. Old-fashioned altar, it's open. Christian, just a bowed knee and a bowed heart. Come before the Lord. If you raise your hand, unsure of your eternal destiny, you come. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.